Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Hey. Happy Friday. Hello again. It's Friday. Um, you know, I know most of um, our listeners, people in Buy Here, Pay Here, it's like Saturday is the day that you're Saturday because yeah. you're working usually on Friday. But That's uh, true. It is. Um, it's a lovely Friday. Yeah. And um, yeah, we've uh, we've had a really busy week. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to those of you who listened in on um, on Wednesday, we kind of talked about brooming. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, the negative the negative experience that I have been having. Uh-huh. Um, looking for a rental property. And, you know, it's like, I would like to be treated like a person and, you know, like have someone think about what is it that you need instead of saying, do you have any felonies? Right. <laughs> and so I, um, I, uh, we have a follow-up we're going to be doing on Wednesday yeah. um, about a very wonderful experience yeah, that we had that was side. like so oh, for it was those who tuned so, in Wednesday so and heard Michelle's story about the frustrating yeah. experience she had while shopping and there's Shelly who hey, we Shelley. spoke to she also acknowledged the uh, so yeah, yeah tune in next Wednesday to hear the the yeah. flip side of that story somebody we met really so many approach. great things to learn from it yeah. and and it's just like this I, you know those of you guys who listen know that I come from a pretty strong background of customer service mm-hmm. and um you know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to dealing with angry people. I'm used to dealing with a lot of this stuff and it, it shouldn't, it, it shouldn't change how, how people are, are treated from the gate. And, um, uh, you know, it, it should be, it, I don't care what segment, what, what industry there it, it's. Yeah. yeah. So I have strong feelings. Yeah. So yeah, she does. I don't mind sharing them. Yeah. It, uh, uh, Shelly reached out to us after the last show and she's like, yeah, I, and yeah, people are asking, it, we, so did you do business mm-hmm. with them? No, we didn't do business. Uh, uh, I never responded right. back to, to them. And, um, you know, there's been others that had flavor like that. So um, before we get into our topic for the day, too, um, I had someone reach out to me and let me know that the early bird morning show code didn't work for them to get their discount yesterday. Oh, no. That was the last day. Let me know if you did, um, you know, send us a message uh, yes. via Facebook, um, you know, that's where most people are listening or through LinkedIn or YouTube to let us know if you had a problem using that code, because we want to make sure that we honor that for yeah. you. Um, and we, uh, there is no morning show late bird. <laughs> early bird gets the worm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, yeah, we have, uh, another code that's, that's coming yeah. up for a hundred dollars off, but that early bird one was for 125. So yeah. if anyone had a problem with that, let us, let us know. And then we can, um, we'll make sure that we get that taken care of. Yeah. But anything else we need? Oh, the, yeah. Event though, end of the month on the 30th. If you haven't marked your calendar off already, please do, because even if you can, if you get a ticket for this, you're going to get access to all the recordings. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, I, I wiggle too much. It drives him nuts. Um, you're going to get access to all the recordings. There's going to be a lot of really good information that's going to be presented all day long. And we know you guys are busy. 
and um, you may not be able to be there the entire time. So if you get a ticket, you will get access to the recordings, watch when you can during right. the live presentation, Absolutely. and then catch up with what you missed um, and rewatch. Yeah, very something, few yeah. of our car dealer listeners will be able to sit there the all whole day time for on the a, whole yeah, time. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we recognize that. We we know that. And so, yeah, just make sure that you you get in there and, yeah. and get that taken care And our care guest of. today is going to be part of that mm -hmm. uh, lineup Should on uh, the 30th. Let's yeah, bring in let's... Steve <laughs> Hello, Steve. Hey, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Hey, Jim and Michelle. Thanks so much for joining us. I don't, so where's home for Steve Taylor? We haven't talked I am about in Southern Illinois. I am currently in Marion, Illinois. Nice. So uh, I knew it's nice town of about 20,000 people. Right. And when you say Illinois, odds are if you meet someone from Illinois, it's going to be a Chicago suburb. Right. Yeah. That's where yeah. all the people are. I am yes. closer. I'm 350 miles from Chicago. I'm closer to Paducah, Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm closer to Nashville, uh, Indianapolis, St. Louis, a lot of places uh, closer yeah. than, than Chicago. Is this yeah. where we're uh, close to where your dealership was? Yes. Okay. Our, so our biggest store is in this town. I grew up 20 miles from here. Yeah. Very nice. Very, very um, nice. So, yeah, this is a. Uh, yeah. A thing we got to kind of go back and tell the backstory. So mm -hmm. I told, uh, or I told Michelle, and Sorry. she tuned in a little bit and heard some of the, uh, the uh, we tuned into your recent appearance yes. on the Auto Remarketing podcast with Nick Zulovich, and so that was interesting because the first few minutes on that show, you talked about some of the things that you know we mm -hmm. would have talked about on that uh, podcast that you originally heard with. Brent Carmichael, when we did our Tote the Note podcast with Brent Carmichael, Mark Burkholder, you had seen that. So let's talk about that really quick. That was a three-part series on Tote the Note called um, Why, no Blue, Sky. Why no Blue Sky. And um, and that was, we did that uh, almost a year ago. Yeah, it's been spring. And so it's, it's in Apple, Tunes, yeah, uh, YouTube, all of I that. I found it on YouTube, but in dealers yeah. out there, it's, it's worth listening to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's where actually you and I met because you had seen it and you you, mm -hmm. so you approached me at the thing. And so I'm glad at, we had at a chance the conference. It, it was yeah. this last fall. Yeah. And yep. so, yeah. So, you and I would just ask you to tell that part of the story. Like you, you saw that thing. And so you had, uh, you knew that yeah. that wasn't being talked about enough. Right. And so now you can tell how it intersects yeah. with your own story. Well, I think. The, the rub and buy here, pay here as the industry matures and some people, there are more and more people like me that are in it 20, 25, 30 years. And then you wake up one day and you're like, oh, okay, now what? Um, and we we used to still train salespeople that confused customers don't buy anything, right? If you show them too many options, they get confused and they end up leaving. Yeah. And I almost feel like that's kind of where a lot of buy here, pay here dealers get when they start thinking about, well, how does this ever end? Or do I ever, mm. if I ever wanted to stop, what would I do? And then you go through some of the scenarios and none of them sound that great. And there's Bill Elizondo. Yeah. Good morning. Good, morning. Um, good dude right there. Um, you go through the scenarios and they all sound like, oh, well, I'm not sure I like any of those. So you're confused and you just put your head down and you go back and you sell some more cars and you dig in for, you know, if you sell a car today, you just dug in for three or four more years. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the trick of this. But there, there are several people like I've been in 20 groups for a long, long time. And Phil was my moderator for part of that time. And some of us are, are kind of at the point of like, is are we going to do this forever? And if you don't have a family succession plan or something, it's it's a little 
Well, even the handoff, if you're doing a family success succession plan, there's a bit involved in a handoff even. And so out or or handing it off, there's a lot of work that needs to get done. There, there are lenders involved and you can't always just say, hey, my kid's responsible for this debt or whatever. So yeah, there, there are no uh, just easy <laughs> scenarios. And this is one of the things I talked to, I mentioned to Nick because he, uh, Nick Zulovich at uh, Cherokee, they have all these publications and I still get automotive news. My family was in the Ford business for 70 years. Yeah. So I still follow and I'm a little fascinated by the whole transition to EVs and all that. But if you flip through automotive news, there's ad after ad after ad for brokers and consultants and people who will help you sell your new car dealership for, the, new, franchise for the franchise yeah. my my family's dealership we sold it changed the name you have a couple of months of hey whose bill is this is this my bill or your bill the new owner and it's over yeah it, there's there's no way to do that in our industry and there sure aren't any publications with ads that say here call me and i'll help you sell your buy here pay here dealership Right, and it's it's just um, it's it's complicated. Well, yeah. and even if you found business brokers, which is not like you can pick up the yellow pages. First, there are no yellow pages anymore. But second, <laughs> if you found somebody on Google, it's not like there are a lot of people out there that understand this space because there are business brokers out there. But boy, buy here, payers a different animal. Yeah. Well, there's right? so few transactions. To yeah. there's not a template. There yeah. hasn't there hasn't been a template. Uh, in the new car business, it's some multiple of your earnings or what, oh, a Ford franchise right now is worth X. Um, yeah. And if you look back and the, uh, the handful of uh, transactions that we could all probably name off the top of our head, most of them have not gone particularly well for the buyer. So okay. then that makes it even more uh, yeah. more complicated. Well, that's what I've always yeah. said about buy here pairs. Like it's, it's interesting because the financials aren't, while that might be used in a traditional, you know, brokering transaction, the financials aren't always indicative of our current performance in our buy your payer business. Right. So that's another element to what we have. That's yeah. really tricky, but you know, we know yeah. it can be done. This is why I, I keep saying, I'm like a bulldog on this, Steve. I'm going to stay after this. Subject, <laughs> after this. Like, I just, this is not well, going to me. If you, if you can figure it out, there are a lot of people, uh, if they're not listening now, they will someday. Yeah. Even, I know you, you guys consult with a lot of, um, newer dealers and people trying to grow their business. And I happen to be in a, in this 20 group with some really established long-term dealers. And, and I'm not, I wasn't the only one in the room saying, you know, I'm, how long am I going to do this? Yeah. And, and what happens if I, something happens to me? Right. And mm -hmm. so. What's that look exactly. Like? So I, I, um, I want to kind of go back to the um, blue sky tote the note that you were in the process of like, what do I do? Were you already talking to Carmart when you watched that podcast? Uh, yes. In fact, I had already transacted with Carmart, but I still thought it was fascinating that you guys were going after that subject that yeah. it, we, okay. we would even have um, conversations in you, in my 20 group and you'd say, okay, let's talk a little bit about exit strategy, succession plans or whatever. And we go around the room and everybody's like, I don't know. And, <laughs> and, and the topic would get the, we'd close the topic and move on to something else. Cause it's just, it's nobody, nobody, nobody has an answer unless, uh -huh. unless you have a good family succession plan. It's, it's messy. But as far as um, the, the, my exposure to Carmart, I had met Jeff Williams way back in 15 or six, 2015 or 16. And then in 2019, I uh, was at NIADA and, 
and we connected again and just started kicking some things around and that's how that reconnection happened Fantastic. Yeah. yeah so you know i know you shared a little bit with me about kind of how that went down i know you indicated that when you actually sold your business to um to america's car mart that you didn't um convey the portfolio in that transaction right so you might talk about that a little bit just to the extent you're willing to share what how yours sure were. well and since you guys have spent so much time talking about where's the enterprise value or the blue sky or how does this why, why can't we why can't we change the name on the building why doesn't this happen uh-huh. we've got these financials that look great maybe they, maybe they're good to great but um but yet we still can't find someone to make this work and it always comes back to dealing with this portfolio and the example if i can do some i have to do easy math let's say <laughs> let's say i've got a portfolio of uh, i've built it up over time and i've got five million dollars worth of loans and Jim wants to buy my business, I think I can collect $5 million on that portfolio. I'll collect some interest, I'll have some charge offs, but I think I can probably end up with all my principal and $5 million. Would Jim's, he's gonna protect himself. He doesn't think it's probably gonna pay that, or at least he's gonna protect the downside. So he's gonna, he may think it's maybe worth 80, but he wants to protect against that. So he may offer me 60 or 70. And then Michelle's his bank, and he goes to Michelle and says, I want to buy Steve's business. And she says, well, I'll give you 50 cents. Yeah. I'll only own you 50 cents. So sure. we have a total disconnect right there. Yeah. And that happens over and over and over. I had a, and that's, a, that's only part of it. I have had a very, very successful new car group approach me. Oh, it's been seven or eight years ago. A lot of rooftops, a lot of uh, franchises did a little buy here, pay here themselves. And they were interested. They knew I sold a lot of vehicles and financed a lot. And the guy says, hey, I'd, I'd be interested in acquiring your operation. OK, let's I'll, I'll listen to anything. Right. So we we kick some things around and he wasn't afraid of the facilities or the leases or any of that. Profitability, it's all makes sense. He goes home and calculates how much cash he's going to have to borrow the following year to fund when you go from zero buy here, pay here deals to at the time I was probably doing 1500. He's like, I'm going to have to borrow $10 million next year. And he said, I I don't don't want to do that. So you have to be careful in this business. There's, I got to sort of, I think an awkward size where I'm too big for my competitor or friend down the street to buy me out. And I'm too small for private equity to care. And they're probably not coming to, southern illinois in these small towns yeah. uh-huh. so that's it's a it's a difficult spot yeah. to be in yeah um tangent can i ask is am i right to remember is america's car mart originally rooted did, did they get their start in arkansas or that vicinity of the country yeah and, and i can't speak to how they how they became public and that why they're the only publicly traded uh, company in our space but yeah. yes the home office is in rogers arkansas Okay. Beautiful, so, beautiful facility. And if you've never been to Northwest Arkansas, it's, uh, I, I know why it's a place where people retire. It's yeah. Neat. Oh, For sure. Awesome. Yeah. So I even really ask, cause there's part of my own career that ties back to some of those, you know, people who were involved in some of those early days. And so that yep. part's interesting to me. Like, I think it's a wonderful example, you know, of, uh, you know, Carmart at the time they were private company, you know, did what few people have done, which is, you know, scale by here, pay or successfully. And obviously now move to a, a public enterprise, but um, it's an interesting thing to observe just from the sidelines. And I want to ask you too about um, 
Keith Hagler. So I saw at your website, which was a little confusing because this says Taylor Auto Credit, which is your name. So I'm thinking, wait. wait. I, knew, I knew this was going to cause problems as soon as we reach out. My company in Illinois was Taylor Motor Company. Okay. I did finance company. It was called Auto Credit of Southern right. Illinois. Yeah. Carmart, and I didn't really answer your question. Carmart acquired the car company, the car side of my business, oh, Taylor sure. Motor Company. They did not acquire my finance, my related finance company, Auto Credit. And I have over the last three years collected out my portfolio. So that's where we how we took the portfolio rub out of the equation. Keith Hagler, uh, fantastic guy, family. He's got a great operation in Taylor, Texas. So right. his company is called Taylor Auto Credit. Right. So, right. yeah. So, yeah, when I saw that, I thought, well, wait a minute, they acquired Taylor. That's Steve Taylor. And then then it's, it's anyway, we put it all together. So, right? But so, yeah. But those of you, a lot of people know Keith. He's former president of NIADA and uh, he's he's been a, a great spokesperson for our industry for a long time. And he he uh, did a transaction with Carmart right just at the first of this year. Mm hmm. Right. So, and, and that was actually the third acquisition. I was the first in Southern Illinois, my three locations. And then uh, there was Smart Auto in Tennessee, which is, um, oh, what's the, can't think of the first name. Um, keep thinking, um, one's in Knoxville and yeah. there's another one in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then Keith. Yeah. We have a, uh, I'm going to add this to the stream. Graphic to show. Um, ah. New acquisitions are the red and then the blue are existing dealerships. And so Primark has a pretty good in the in the central part of the U.S., a pretty good showing, a pretty good um, uh, showing. Yeah. In that it came back to me. Johnson City, Tennessee. That's okay. Johnson City, nice. Tennessee. Johnson City. But if you look, I'm the three red dots in Southern You're Illinois. Right and people yeah. are like, hey, why did you sell a car? I'm like, my God, they're all around me. They're, yeah, right. they, they are, <laughs> I might as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, it's pretty impressive. To yeah. See I, what, just, what I got to stop and say, we're really grateful that you've agreed mm -hmm. to participate in this event at, yeah. at the end of the month because we're really going to get a chance to drill into the entire day. And we've got, mm -hmm. you know, lots of experts coming to, to um, talk about all know, the, contribute to the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Because I really just want to spend some time breaking this down. And I think for me, I look at it and I think, well, you know, and, and we've talked about like, if there are a hundred dealers listening, there's going to be a small fraction of them that really are, are even thinking about selling in the next 12, 24 months, whatever. But I think for us, it's like trying to help dealers think about, okay, what can I do tomorrow though? Even if I'm 10, 20 years from retirement, what can I do tomorrow in my business yeah. that would position me for that day? And maybe I'm not selling to America's car mart, but I'm positioning my business to sell to a competitor or hand it off to a son-in-law yeah. or whatever that whole looks thing looks like. We're just trying to help dealers understand what are the pieces that I could install in my business? What's missing from my business now that could help me get there. And so you're a good example yeah. of somebody who's, you know, lived it. So what, I mean, what would you say were some of the things that you had done, whether or not you were preparing because you knew that was something they were going to look at, but things that they said, okay, this looks good. This looks good. This looks good. Well, I can tell you if, if I'm CarMart today and we're out looking and talking to dealers, we're going to be looking at one, does ideally it would somewhat fit within that footprint that you just showed. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. it's a pretty, it's a pretty large footprint. Um, a and I, if I could back up a little bit, my three little dots in Illinois, uh -huh. um, I never scaled my business any bigger because I needed to go to Paducah, Kentucky and Evansville, Indiana and Cape Girardeau, Missouri 
to get in big enough markets to make it make sense. Uh, I didn't want to deal with all those different states and all the different yeah, regulations yeah. and the repo laws and whatever. So that's where you know, CarMart has successfully done that and they can uh, scale it across different states. Obviously, we probably don't want to jump to California or Oregon or something like that just from a logistics standpoint. But the, the biggest thing is they're going to look for a history of do you take care of your team? Do you take care of your employees? And do you take care of the customer? No, nobody wants to buy somebody's business that is just a churn, uh -huh. harsh, the old yeah. tote the note thing. You know, we want to need a culture of compliance. Yeah. Need, uh, we, yes. Yeah. When we say safeguarding rule, you don't, you know, you actually know what that is. Um, and Obviously, profitability is a piece of it, mm -hmm. and, and we also wouldn't want to take a, a tiny, tiny uh, somebody that's doing five or ten cars a month, and and CarMart doesn't want to try to have to grow that to fifty yeah. or eighty a month or whatever. So we're looking for some size and scale and history, but um, what they're looking for is the team of people. As we all yeah. know, this is all about people. My my staff, if, if I can get on a tangent here, but the first thing my staff all thought when I made the announcement is, oh, we're all going to get replaced. A team of CarMart people is going to come in and replace us. Couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. And that's that answers this question from this uh, Facebook user. It's, you know, problem. Another big problem with selling portfolio other than money is the customer base is loyal to you, but very hard to transfer that to the next next owner. And you just you just addressed that. It's it's, uh, you know, it's if if uh, a customer knows that it's the same team and a customer knows that, you know, this it's that they're continuing business in the same fashion, which means you probably had a very defined this is how we handle this and this is how we do this stuff and this is this is what the process looks like to take someone through stepping on the lot to you know we all a, things. yeah we had a predetermined uh, we called it a workout deal it's someone who has a balance with my old company but they want to buy a new shinier newer nicer car mark car and how does that work and i don't you know, I don't necessarily want to take a bunch of short payoffs. CarMart doesn't want to pay mm -hmm. me off. And so, but we worked out a, a thing and it's, it's, it's been great and it makes sense on both sides. And um, we, right now we have a great commercial that's running. It's all my team. And they're saying auto credit is now America's CarMart. Same people, same great service, same, uh, even better tax season, bigger, better tax season. And so we just, we transition it over time. Very nice. And it kind yeah. of has that flavor of the franchise dealer where we're just changing names. Right. That's all we're doing. We're just we use this. My same team is in the commercials and they rip off their auto credit shirt. And now they have the new <laughs> car mark shirt and that's then they show newer, nicer, shinier cars. And it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's that's fun. Cool. Well, and it is nice. I mean, obviously a lot of our dealer operators out there are not necessarily looking to exit, but they're, they can learn from, I think, mm -hmm. what we're hearing here. And I'm at your website, by the way. I'm reading through, and I would urge people to hop in there and, and read the stuff. You know, the uh, Steve's got a little short bio in there. But when I look at what are they seeking, you know, there's a little paragraph in on the website that says, yeah. you know, CarMart seeks well-established dealerships. And when I look through that list, it's very heavy on customer satisfaction, community involvement. And, you know, that's what Michelle mm -hmm. and I talk a lot about with our, mm -hmm. our white hat approach it's is the this intangible idea. things yeah. that you're doing right. Mm -hmm. yeah right and i i think my team 
they, they were initially nervous, of course. Hey, we're, what, yeah. what has Steve done here? We've, we've worked for Steve for maybe 10 or 20 years. Uh-huh. What's going on? This is a big company in Arkansas. But once they see how serious they are about taking care of the customer, they have they have mission, vision, value statements, and they live them. And yeah. we start every meeting with them. And it's um, they see that, hey, th- these are nice people and they're trying to do the right thing. Oh, that's what we've always done. Yeah. And so so it works. So it's just a it's a paycheck from a different company. That's that's yes. a big part of it. And for me personally, and I tell people this, I don't mind sharing it. The day we did the transaction, yeah, they didn't buy my portfolio, but they bought the car company and they took on from the HR side, they took on all the employee benefits and all of that. Beautiful. And I don't have to have meetings about health insurance anymore or right. you know, yeah. I got this big packet from the corporate office and it was lime green. I'm like, I wonder what this is. Oh, that's all the health insurance and the benefits package for the whole calendar year. I'm like, wow. So yeah. there's um, there's there are definitely some things that are, I I should probably back up. I think the for the people that are thinking, hey, someday I might want to get out. I think the difficult things to connect are how do I get the maximum value for my portfolio, which is really what we've all spent our time building and you know cultivating all this all this effort. You don't want to give it away or take a haircut on it or whatever. And how do I get the most from my portfolio and everyone still gets to keep their job? Yeah, That was a very big factor for me. And I think sometimes gets forgotten because if you start looking at your, your strategies for, you know, I, I turned 56 and maybe I don't want to do this forever. Well, I don't have a family member that's going to take it over. Uh, I really don't want to sell my loans at a discount because everybody loses their job. I don't, the, one of the other options is to shrink the, the business down. We had gone from four stores back to three. One of the things I had been considering before CarMart was, well, maybe someday I'll just take it back to one store. I can almost run that maybe remotely and just simplify it, shrink it down, shrink it down. But still, you're laying people off. Some of these are, again, these are some of these are people my dad hired. And it's like, I just can't do that. I've Most of the exit strategies were me taking my ball and go home. Take yeah. I collect out my AR and go home. Well, this this was um, a way where everybody got to keep their job. I feel like I got good value for my portfolio, and it's it's turned out I'm three years in now. I just hit my three year anniversary with CarMart, and every one of my management team is still there. So That's, that that says something. That, that says a lot. Yeah, and that that pleases me probably more than anything. Yeah. Just that that I didn't um, put them in a bad spot. Yeah. And we're not, we're not out here advocating for get rid of your business at all. No, We're just more and more dealers every day that are like, I have been doing this for a long time. And, and I, it's just like, I don't know what to do. It's like, I don't know what to do. And so we have that conversation. And then we have conversations with dealers that we um, work with across the U S that it's, it's like, we had a scare in our business um key man as themselves or one of their key people and it's like it was a scramble we didn't know what to do and it made me think oh my goodness what if this person were just gone Mm -hmm. and you know how would i retrain how would i do the stuff what if something happened to because you know we we're not invincible i we're not invincible And so any number of things can happen. So this is this is about just it's about positioning yourself for if you want to exit. But this is also about 
really strengthening your business from the foundation up. And if you want to keep it and transfer it to a kid or stay in it for another 30 years, you're going to have a better business from this process. Absolutely. And I, um, people ask me, well, what made you decide, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. One, I felt like I was getting complacent. Uh, tax season 27 wasn't as exciting as tax season seven. <laughs> and I was playing defense. Hey, don't, don't screw anything up. Don't, uh, don't get sued. Um, but I wasn't going to work to, well, one, I didn't want to borrow more money. So I, I didn't really want to add 20% sales volume. So it, we were kind of just circling the airport. And that's, if you're entrepreneurial at all, that's not that fun. Right. right and right. I did, I did have maybe, maybe it was not really at the front of my mind, but I had a couple of things I can look back on. I turned 50. I had uh, one of my best friends in the industry um, passed away suddenly. And that was a shocker to a lot of people, including myself. And, uh, the, my general manager who runs the business day to day and has for 25 years, still is today, uh, had a medical scare. And you start thinking, wait a minute, this thing's not bulletproof. Right. Mm -hmm. This this isn't, um, you know, it, it might not always go exactly as I planned. And then I had another a good business friend in a different industry. Uh, we were talking one day and he said, you know, you don't, you probably don't get to pick your exit timing perfectly just like you want usually it's going to be market driven the market's going to change or your business isn't as viable or as, as it was or something changes um maybe it's health or medical or whatever but for you to think that oh i'm just gonna go till this exact date and then this is exactly how this is going to go down is somewhat naive yeah especially yeah. in a business as complicated as ours right well you know, it's nice of you to say somewhat mm -hmm. <laughs> it's that, well, very complicated. And it yeah. is very, yeah. um, I mean, you start thinking reinsurance and, and my wife's a first grade teacher and my dad, my parents are older. And I'm like, I don't want, if something happened to me, I don't want them cleaning this mess up. This would be a mess. Amen. Right. Amen. Yeah. Excellent. And I, I guess, you know, we, we look forward to having you back on. Of course, again, yeah. you'll be joining us on the event on March 30th, mm -hmm. but I think, um, it's, it's just a really interesting thing to me when I look at CarMart as a, you know, a mega company and massive revenues and wide footprint, all those kind of things. And then I look at, you know, the, the profile of what we're looking to acquire. And I can't help but notice that a big part of that is this customer centric approach, community involvement. Mm -hmm. It's around an ideology. So, so really, I think, so what, what can we conclude if I'm a dealer looking at that? I can think, okay, so what is that? we we think it's a math driven transaction of course the numbers have to work yeah. but in reality right. we're looking for a business or they're looking for a business that is sustainable and has a good reputation in the community and is an asset to the community right and so exactly that's part of what you yeah. know we no one we wants to buy a turn and burn right right yeah, yeah. jeff i hear jeff williams all the time say um the communities are better that when carmart is there and yeah. we we help people and um, the tagline is keeping you on the road. Yeah. Not once has Carmart ever said, why is your goodwill or policy expense too high? Why are you spending so much money in Illinois yeah. keeping your customers on the road? That's just not how they operate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I want to, uh, before we, before we left is just this, this event on the end of the month, we're going to be talking about defining value, 
um, buyers and sellers, buying and selling, um, your systems, your fundability, your exit and succession. And then we're also going to have like a checklist. It's like, here are the things that, that you should do um, and be watching for just for a strength of a business and so that you can start putting your succession plan together. Yeah. So we definitely expect to be able to send, uh, you know, those participants away with a checklist that'll yeah. say, these are things that you can do and they don't have to be done tomorrow, but you can certainly make sure. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, you kind of touched on them. I mean, if the business is compliant and, you know, is very customer focused, then uh, that obviously positions us well. And then there are going to be some other, you know, internal things we can create. But one of the things I didn't mention is who's the team? Like if, if Steve yeah. collects his portfolio out on the side over here and leaves, who's running this? Who's the, what's the bench strength behind Steve? And I have, I have a very senior, a very experienced team. And I think that was a, a big part of why that worked and that's why the transition was so smooth. Well, and that's the other thing too, frankly, with this event, it's like we, we want to talk a little bit about absenteeism and what that looks like for people. Like, can I be away some and still have my business function well? So could, maybe we're not even thinking to sell a lot of well, very young. I, I, I know, if, I don't know if I got this from my dad or what, but I, I always felt negligent when I wasn't at the dealership mm-hmm. and Somebody else told me one time, like, if you've been there 25 years and it's dependent on you to show up every day, you've done something wrong. You know, uh, you, yeah. and, and it really wasn't. It's not dependent on me. In fact, they just broke their all time sales record in February without me, which is great and happy. But it's a little weird. It's like if you think you're not replaceable, you are because I'm not there and they broke the record. So, yeah, that's yeah. that is a testament to a very well run business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and a nice partnership now. If yeah. you want to call it a partnership, where they've acquired the business and and able to bring their yeah. skills mm-hmm. to the thing. They have. They've uh, they've brought some some good things to us, including uh, they supplement us with quite a bit of inventory, which, as you know, during tax season is of is course. key. Yeah. Very, we can yeah. never quite recondition as much as we need during tax season. Right. Yeah. So again, thanks for making time to yes. talk, Steve. I think oh. it's just, it's an example of where we, again, we say, we know that, you know, very few dealers listening would, would really, you know, be candidates necessarily right away to, to sell to America's car mart, but just, it's important to know that that, that exists as an exit solution. It's, uh, and all the things that a person might do to position for that are going to help the business be more successful between now and the time mm-hmm. that we do exit. So that's where we're coming from is let, let's, let's talk about how to move toward a little more absenteeism, how to mm-hmm. position ourselves for growth and, and what makes us, you know, I keep going through all these words, thinking about this event, like more sustainable, more conveyable, you know, what makes your business more valuable? Like, so that's, that's what that whole day is about. And so again, we're, mm-hmm. we're thrilled you're going to be there with us. And, uh, and thanks again for making time this morning. Okay, look forward to it. Uh, just if I can put one plug in, if anybody has any questions on the CarMart side, um, actually, uh, you can email me. It's probably the easiest. It's acquisitions at car-mart.com. That's easy. Or, um, yeah, acquisitions at car-mart.com. And then there's also a link that they, I think that's what you just uh, projected earlier. Yeah. Um, that is uh, car-mart.com dot com forward slash acquisitions. If you go to that, you'll see all the yeah. Stuff. Anyway, hey, yeah, um, sure. if you want to stick around for just a second, if you've got a little bit of time, we kind of like to just wrap up just personally after we're done. Absolutely, with, absolutely. With happy to. Excellent. Thanks again so much, Steve, for joining. Everybody, us. collect your tax money. That's right. I'm going out. out. <laughs> all right. Um. Oh, excellent. Uh.
great so conversation. Yeah. Really great conversation. We really appreciate um, Steve being here to, to kind yeah. of talk about some of the stuff. Um, if you haven't got your tickets, get it. You're going to be able to watch the recordings. This is going to be a really, really impactful, jam-packed day. Um, we're bringing together, uh, there's more than like 25 people that will be joining us at different times that are experts in different things. So yeah, we're going to bring the gonna folks be, that have the answers. We're going to bring we're folks that have the, the hard answers. Questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, everybody, have yourself a great rest of your day. We'll see you on Monday.